listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. They're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. I was just looking at something. This from a couple of weeks ago. But if you ever wanted to sneak into the carpool lane with a mannequin in your passenger seat, these are the days for it. These really are. They, they caught a guy in California doing it. Right. But it did take some serious police work here. Because you've got a mannequin, yeah. got a wig on it, yeah. glasses, a ball cap, it's dressed, and it's wearing a mask for COVID. Yeah. So it's very difficult. You know, even this still picture of it, it's like very hard to tell that's a mannequin because of the mask. You've got that advantage now. If yeah. you ever wanted to try it. I was out yesterday these are the days. on the Fat Boy, and I, I do it now constantly because I can get into the HOV lane on a motorcycle. Sure. Uh, so I'm in the HOV lane, and I'm constantly looking to my right to see how many different people are trying to make their way into the HOV lane with stuff in their passenger seat. People will put all kinds of stuff in their yeah. passenger seat. They'll put sacks of onions and stuff like that just because <laughs> what happens is if you're on the right side of a car and you go past them, all you're looking for is the shadow. You're not really looking for the right, person. Right. You, you no, know, at yeah, first yeah. glance, you're looking for yeah. the So you see like stacks of flour or, or onions or whatever it is. As long as there's something in the passenger seat, they think they're going to get away with it. Yeah. And especially if you've got uh, tinted windows. And, you know, because of ratios, the, the motorcycle dry, motorcycle rider, because he's, you know, it's one person, one vehicle, as opposed, you know, as opposed to having in a car, you could have many more people. Right. You know, I always thought there should be like if you have two people on the motorcycle, there should be a special lane for that, too. If you can get into the HOV with just one guy on the motorcycle. Here's the thing, though. It should be an HOV plus lane for two people on the motorcycle. More often than not, if you've got two people on a motorcycle, you're going slower because they're heavier in the motorcycle. Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. But you know, look, motorcycles get better gas mileage. They have less uh, emissions, less carbon emissions. So I, and I get the evil eye constantly. That's one of the only times I'll I, like I'll ride in rush hour. I d- deliberately jump on the motorcycle. Just because I know I can get in the HOV lane. Oh, you can do so and, much easier. And yeah. I watched it. I watched it happen yesterday. I was in the on the fifty one, and all three lanes to the right of me were just backed up, going up toward Bethany Home Road. And I was just cruising, just cruising in the left lane, and right. just just going and happy to be doing it. Well, listen, if you're ever going to try that thing with the mannequin, right? Don't wait too long. You know, vaccinations are on the way. Right. You know, your 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 window's closing. Is well, what I'm saying I'm going to do the two people on a motorcycle thing, but I'm going to put a mannequin in front of me, <laughs> so the mannequin is driving the motorcycle. That's that's my plan. Seems like a good segue, pretty woman, Meghan Markle. She's gorgeous. She, yeah, very, very good, pretty. Good-looking girl. Um, so I, I actually watched a little bit of that yesterday because oh, you, you know everybody's everybody's talking about it. I'm like, all right, let me let me watch here. Okay. So it, you know, it was you know it's okay, but I, I watched about fifteen minutes of it. The funniest thing to me was when she starts talking about how you know if she hadn't had life experience and so forth, she would have really really not known how to handle she already didn't know how to handle things when she was living at the palace or whatever they were doing well that's the weird thing is because the royals have no life experience they, they're born into this life of privilege yeah. and they don't they don't have to lift a finger their entire life they're they're completely weighted on whereas Meghan markle being an american and actually having having to work her way up in her world uh gave her a perspective that i don't think anybody in the royal family will ever have yeah i don't know if she's a nice person or a mean person right, but sure. she's had a fairly normal upbringing right. before going into acting and, and going to Hollywood and then right. things get abnormal but absolutely um, but yeah she she mentioned it but I loved where she first worked working my first job was when I was 13 at a frozen yogurt shop called Humphrey Yogurt Humphrey Thir- Yogurt Humphrey Yogurt yeah That's and yeah awesome. 13 uh, which 
probably shouldn't be working at that. No, I think I you got to fake your working papers at that point. Don't you? Aren't you supposed to be fifteen? Working papers. Yeah. Remember yeah. That? Remember I, working I, papers? I don't. I don't remember exactly, or I don't know what it is in California. What the law is. So she's probably. She might be fudging the age there. She yeah, might have been so, fourteen yeah. or something. Yeah. But um, Humphrey Yogart is That's a great name. Is a great name. There was uh, something I saw yesterday in response to that, which was there was a place. I think it might have even been in England called Barber Streisand. Oh, that's great. That's, yeah. a, you know, a haircutting place. Um, when I was in high school, I worked at Mid-Center Drugs. It's got none of the flair there. Nope. It was in the middle of the shopping center, right. and it was a drug store. Well, it's clear. Mid-Center Drugs. You know what you're getting. Right. Yeah. I also worked at Harbor Discount. It was in the section of town called The Harbor, and things were discounted. Wow. Harbor discount. Wow. You know what, though? A place like that would be necessary in 2021 now because we don't have any creativity. We have to actually tell people exactly what you're getting. I remember when I was uh, when I was in a band years ago, we shared rehearsal studio space with a band called Hell to Pay, and they spelled it T-O-U-P-E-E. <laughs> so it was Hell to Pay. Hell to Pay. Hell to Pay. And then there was a Chinese food restaurant in uh, in Boston called Walk In. It was a takeout place. Yeah. W-O-K-I-N. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I love the name. I love, like... Places like that, they run the risk of being too clever for their own good. Where Sometimes, people, yeah. people don't understand what that. But yogurt is close enough to yogurt where you realize it's a frozen yogurt place. Um, you know, you could have a place like, you know, if you sold hope chests, and I'm not even sure what a hope chest is, but Bob hope chests. You'd have something like that. Yeah. And I'm sure there are some of those things even locally that are like the Humphrey Yogurt. But I thought that was a good one. Yeah, that, Humphrey that's, Yogurt. Yeah, that's fairly clever. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm sure that I'm sure they're enjoying the, the Meghan Markle bump, whatever that is. It, it still exists, the place. Oh, no I, I checked that out. It still Where exists. Is it? Where is it? It's in California. They actually expanded to like five locations. Ooh. And then the couple that started it sold off four of them. And they still have the original one where she worked. You know, I mean, hey, man, you want to go get some Froyo? Yeah, bro. Let's go. Where are we going? Humphrey Ogart. Yeah. yeah. They no. probably just called it Humphreys at a certain man. point. But yeah. It's more creative than the grocery store I worked at in high school, Waldbaum's. Doesn't have quite the, <laughs> no, quite the, the sizzle. It says, what do you get at Waldbaum's? Anything you want. Yeah, cramps. Cramps is what you get at Another quick announcement. Um, the folks at Bath and Body Works have asked us to announce that uh, you don't need protective headgear to shop there or a mouth guard. A oh, lot of things being noted. said about that, yeah. nor shin guards either. Well, that's because it's a professional environment. You know, <laughs> the amateurs still have to wear the headgear because you know, they want to make sure. But once you're being paid for it, you know, that's I got to tell you. I, I, I saw that in numerous places yesterday. It's all over the Internet, that brawl at Bath and Body Works at Scottsdale Fashion Square on Saturday. Was it Saturday, I think it was? Friday I, or I, Saturday? I saw it on Sunday. <clears throat> okay. I, yeah, I saw it on Sunday online, but I imagine it happened before that. And uh, I got to tell you, I mean, tag team champions, oh, potentially. My God. The, 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 the staff, the staff there, they're like they're as good as the Freebirds, man. They were they yeah. came out of everywhere and... It laid the wood to everyone. I, the, the one thing that was so crazy was seeing, you know, there's there's two customers going at it, and then there's like five people with the blue aprons. You know, yeah. They're all wearing the blue aprons. Well, you I know. was expecting somebody to take the apron off and use it, you know, let me subdue this person with the apron, you know, wrap it around their wrists it's, or whatever. It was it was crazy to look at. In the gang world, it's called rat packing. If you get, <laughs> if you get a fight with one of them, the rest of them all come out of the woodwork. That, yeah. You. It was so, like, you know. Hey, 
Don't mess with the Bath and Body Works. And again, I always confuse it with Bed Bath and Beyond. That's what I want to say. Like that's what wants to come out of my right. mouth. Yeah, well, that's but, like Coke. You know, you always say everything cola is now everything yeah. is a Coke. But Bed Bath and Beyond is like, hey, it's not Bed Bath and Beyond Thunderdome. It's right. just exactly. Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> yes, is all we are. We don't have. We do not sanction <clears throat> fighting in our stores. Yeah, they don't have Bed Battle and Beyond. That's no. not happening at all. <laughs> bed Battle Royal and Beyond. And it's a good point. You, we were talking yesterday. What happens to those employees? They're going to get fired. They they're must gonna, have broken. They're going to get I, fired. I can't imagine that their their policy says put your hands no. on customers. No, they're going to get fired regardless of what they're doing because it was the customers fighting. Right. Not not customers no. fighting with the staff. No, I think I think it's a situation where uh, I I think they're going to get fired, and I think Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph should sign them immediately yeah. to rookie contracts for the for the Cardinals. It's an absolutely fresh smelling fight. I mean, it yes, was yes. Really, yeah, no. It was, That's the beautiful was, thing about yeah. that is if you if you scrape your knuckles, there's plenty of hand cream and stuff like that to <laughs> deal with that crack that broken dry cracked skin. My girl goes to best that store every like weekend, right? And. Uh, we we chose not to go to that store this past weekend, and Good I choice. wish I would have been there for that. Would have been oh, I know. Cool to see. Well, just know now. Every time she goes, you need to go with her as security. So, or do you? Yeah, yeah. I guess I do. Yeah. It's a rough neighborhood. <laughs> it's a rough neighborhood, man. I tell you. All, All right, right man. man. I love you guys. Thanks Thank for you, man. Calling. Have a good day. Hi, it's Mark and the Interpol. Yeah, you guys forgot bloodbath and beyond. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I love what you guys do in the morning, man. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It's, again, Bed Bath & Beyond is like, it wasn't us. A lot of bees, but it wasn't us, all right? Yeah. I mean, I made the mistake of thinking it. Had they gone to Bed Bath & Beyond, it would have been a nice little Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Fine. So just just really, really weird. Yeah, so it we, was something. It's that time of the week. Well, now... Who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. Some new neighbors soon because uh, some investment company came in and bought a couple of houses on my street, and I see the for lease sign oh, yeah. on the front lawn. So there goes the neighborhood. More yeah. renters. Oh man! I'm um, suddenly my exclusivity as being the only renter in the neighborhood has been <laughs> has been violated. I no longer yeah. feel special. Yeah, we got uh, across the street from us is a house that's been a rental for quite a while. I think the people who are there now. Uh, and purchased it. Oh, no kidding. Because they put, like, really nice wood blinds up in the windows. Because I had been calling them the exhibitionists. Because right, they exactly. had nothing up in the windows right. over the entire Christmas season. It was like, God, you could see everything going on in there. And then they put up some really nice wood blinds. And generally, a landlord's not going to spend that much. Yeah. Yeah, I could see so. Yeah. I found out one of my neighbors is nicknamed me. I'm now Deadlawn. Dead lawn. Dead lawn, yeah. I think we know why. Yeah, because yeah. well, it's because my, my irrigation system is screwed up, and I, I'm i not going to put a hose out there with a yep. little sprinkler and stuff like that because I don't want children running through it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah, Deadpool is a superhero. Yeah. Dead lawn. Not so not much. Not so much. No. All right, you got one? Yes, I do. One directly across the street from me. The mayor. And whether I want to know anything about these people or not, he keeps everybody in the neighborhood informed on everything that's going on with everybody. <laughs> how, how the guy knows what's going on, the third house in the corner, three streets over, I don't know. But he'll let you know. 
So we just call him the mayor because he's like the mayor of our community. Right. Sure, yeah, like the town crier. That is yeah. uh, a variation on the old Gladys Kravitz. Yeah, sure. Every neighbor has every neighborhood has one. But or the uh, nose, the nose. He knows everything. Yeah, nosy Nancy, whatever yeah. it might be, nosy yeah. Ned. Oh, whatever you want. Now these neighborhood nicknames generally come up because you don't know the person's name. You know, it's it's the guy with the. You know, he's got the strange way of walking. You know, you you call him the wobbler sure. or whatever yeah. it might be. Yeah. Um, there's you know, there's the guy I call the left arm swinger, right? Because he walks and his left arm swings like way back and forth like a seesaw, while his right arm is stationary. Maybe he had a stroke, you know? Yes. See, I don't know that about him because I don't know him, right? And I don't know his name. You know, it's interesting. There was a study that was just released that says that a great majority of Americans have no idea who their neighbors are. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a few because. Because it is kind of interesting, just and especially if you don't know one of your neighbor's names, real names, right? We'd be curious about talking to you just to find out how long you've been there. I have one neighbor, and I'll tell you the story in a second, uh, who introduced herself to me because I think she might have been court ordered to do so, and I can't remember her name. See her constantly, wave to her. She lives right across the street from me. No idea who she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to write it down on your hand immediately. Yeah, yeah or I would else think so. Forget. Yeah, put it in my date book or something yeah. like that. Our phone so. number is four eight zero four seven zero KSLX. Well, now who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day. All right. So if you walked out of your house. Paul, where you live? Yeah. Look to the left and the right. On on your side of the street, how many people would you know? Their uh, names. To my left, I know two houses. To my left, I don't know anybody to my right. And there are one, two, three, four houses between my house and the corner to my right. And there are one, two, three, four houses. So I'm right in the middle. There are nine houses nine on houses. my side of the street. I'm directly in the middle. There are four on each side. I only know the names of the two people to my left. Uh, and I only know one of them because he left a note telling me that my irrigation system was leaking. So I know that. Okay. And then the other guy is the guy that uh, that does all the Christmas ornaments. His name is Jason, and he's a cool dude. What about the I other like side Jason. of the street? Uh, I, I, the girl across the street, I remember her name now. I'm not going to mention it because court ordered. Um, but she came, and, and I remember her coming over to the... Uh, uh, my front door knocking on the door and announcing that she was moving into the neighborhood. So I thought, well, that's odd. I've never had that happen before. Right. And she said what her name is. But she said my name and her boyfriend were moving in together. And I think she's four guys deep on that. That She's been there like three years. There are four different new boyfriends, oh n- none of whom's names are the first guy's name. All right. So those are the only people I know. And, and I used but to know do- the two people on, on each side of them. But you do know... Some names, yeah, but not and many. So, yeah, not, not not a lot. Like if somebody said, "Hey, the house down the, the down the block, so and so's house got broken into," I wouldn't say, "Oh, those are the Joneses." Couldn't even tell you their last yeah. names, much less their their first names. I don't yeah. know them. So one in six people don't know anybody's name in their neighborhood. So I'm better. I'm doing better than that. Yes. I know at least two people. Yeah, millennials. It's one in four. That's twenty five percent. Don't yeah. know any of the names of the people in their neighborhood. Do you? Do you know the names of the people? In I your do name? actually. Well, on my street, it's pretty good. How long actually, have you lived in your neighborhood? Uh, uh, since two thousand two. So All right, we're so, yeah, about twenty you, years now. Yeah. yeah. See, I've been and, I've been in where I am for like eight years. So, and a couple of people have moved in and out. I'm thinking there are on my side of the street there are basically eight houses before there's like a little break and then it turns around the bend. And I think I know all of them. Uh, like you, I know all the names. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's but that's a stable neighborhood. Like I remember. The, yeah. The, most of them are. Yeah. The people on the other side of me that, that sold their house that was Tony and Maria. I remember them. 
I mean, because they were very nice people and we were very social with them because we were that, you know, our, our driveways were butted up against each other. So yeah. we shared some, a little bit of common land. Tony and Maria. That's, Tony where, Maria. that's where they moved after West Side Story, which is wonderful. Oh, is that, yeah. is that, is that the people <laughs> in West Side Story? I don't know why that came to me. Oh, but, uh, isn't that a wedding too? Isn't that like one of those yeah. theater, theater dinner shows? Yes, it Tony is. Tony and Maria's oh, wedding. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that actually, my side of the street has been stable since we moved in, actually, now that I think about it. Oh, no kidding. That's 20 that's, years. That's, that's a long pretty time. amazing. That's a generation. Yeah. Other side of the street, I know right across the street, I know the, the ones next door we're very friendly with, and then there's one house down at the end where I got a buddy. So it's a fit, you know, out of, well, out, see, of the, out of the 13 or 14 homes on the street, I probably know, you know, 10 of them. I think it's interesting because I think because you own, you're more likely to know the people that you live near because you're going to see them a lot. You know, like you guys all have a common uh, purpose to keep the neighborhood safe, to keep it clean and, and all that sort of things. Whereas I rent. So to me, um, and not that I don't care about my neighbors, but I don't know that I'm going to know them for the rest of my life or however long I'm going to live in the house. And your situation is atypical in that you take care of the landscaping, whereas most renters would not take care of the landscaping. Right, exactly. It would be something the landlord did, so they'd right. be less likely to be out front, less yes. likely to meet neighbors. Yeah, no, I treat my house yeah. with the exception of the fact that the lawn is dead. I actually killed it on purpose last summer mm-hmm. so that I could reseed it. <laughs> no, seriously, I did right. But But I take care of my own house, and so I do have a tendency to be the guy that people, when they're driving home they're, they're taking a walk with their kids and go, hey, what's up, Mike? You know, right, that kind right, of exactly. Yeah, yeah, I tend to be that guy. Yeah. Okay, so if, if you if you walked out of your house, looked left and right, how many how many would you know? Uh, oh, not not too many, not by their name. How about like or, right next door to you? I, I uh, Juan and Consuelo, those are to the left of me. <laughs> uh, Ricardo and Sylvia are to the right, and that's probably it so you know your immediate next door neighbors on both sides and that's it but you can't go past yeah. that it's a small world after <laughs> all and what about right across the street um bonnie and gabriel all right so you're, you're surrounded by couples are you in a couple yes all right okay so she has right. six people that she knows that's right? pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's more yeah. than the average person, can, I think. You can get a great bridge game going there. I would think so, yeah. Come on. I, I don't even know how to play bridge. So Nor I. Asking. Yes. But uh, that is, she's doing better than most. All right. So 480-470-KSLX, how many neighbors, What's the? what do you think the most number? Let's give it an, an over-under. Who do you, you know, What's? do you think anybody knows more than 10 neighbors in their in their neighborhood? I think so, but I'd be curious, too. Who's been there at least 10 years and doesn't know any of their neighbors' names? Uh, well, again, I know two neighbors' names, yeah. but I've been there almost 10 years. Yeah, but I'd be curious about that. We've got Fred here, I believe, on line one. Fred, you with us? Yes, that's correct. All right, so how many of your neighbors do you know? Names probably at least at least fifteen, maybe more. Fifteen. I have to How long have you lived in the house? I've been there since two thousand and five. All right, nice. so that's sixteen, seventeen years. Yeah, sixteen yep. years. So, uh, all right, so you pick up a name a year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, I guess if nobody's moving, you I can't probably, add them. You know, you know? I, at one time I knew more, but you know, I've. I've you know, I, yeah, I, know. I forget. Yeah, yeah, you get older. That, that happens. You yeah. forget. Yeah, people right. move. It's two bits, both things. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Yeah, that's correct. All right, Fred. Any of these situations, do you suspect that one of those people does not know your name? <laughs> no, you know, because I use so every year I have a couple of parties. 
So I'm kind of the party guy. So I'm I'm the one that causes all the traffic problems. Oh, nice. Uh, where people, You're that guy. Yeah, where people, you know, yes, I had one. In fact, one party, you know, somebody parked in front of somebody's garage. You know, not uh, their garage, right. but it's sure. in front of their driveway, you know, and they can't get in, you know. So I'm that guy. Here's a friend. Here's how you can tell people don't know your name. It's when they introduce you to somebody. Like they have somebody over and they come over and like let's say the guy's name is Mike, uh, and he introduces you. Go, uh, hey, uh, and this is Peter. And then and then and then you look at Peter and go, "Hi, Peter. I'm Fred." And that's how they try to that's get your right. name. That's how they that's, that's how they work that deal. That's right. So what you should never do is say who you are around Mike, so that he has to deal with and be uncomfortable every time you guys come face to face. That's right. That's well, the plan. What we do is we have yeah we have a we have a park in front of our house, so I live on the park. Okay. And every year at Halloween, we have a potluck, so everybody in the neighborhood brings out oh, food. They, they bring like all, the yeah, they all bring kids. pot, and yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah pot, yeah, and, yeah. and good luck not getting arrested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, Fred. Well, listen, we yeah. appreciated talking to you, and we know your name now. I'm Mark. Paul is over there. Hi. It's great to meet you. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. I remember your names. Okay, right. excellent. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> all right, there goes Fred. All, all right. right. So, you know, and it's, it's interesting because... One in six people have no idea of any of their neighbors' names. Well, what's happening is with the pandemic, that's changing. People are starting to get to know their neighbors because, you know, the only time they see each other is when you walk out to the mailbox and you go, hey, I see your home again today, too. Yeah. I mean, it works both ways, though, because you can't really get all that friendly with them if you're staying away from them. You know, if you're, no, you're going to yell across distance, the street. You're yelling yeah. across the street. But I think there has been a little bit more of that during the pandemic. Although, you know, we should have asked Fred if he had his party this year. He probably didn't right, yeah, have probably his party yeah. during 2020. Now he had to do all his pot at home. <laughs> exactly. Himself. That's bad luck right there. So. So Ray just uh, joined the Not Even One Club on the 30-second song challenge by missing... Don't Stop Believin' by Journey right yeah. at the start. and It is uh, a momentous occasion on this show. I don't think that there's ever been an exercise in futility quite as blatant. Hey, good morning, guys. I just wanted to chime in. I'm a member of the Zero Song Right Club, and I don't okay. think I want Ray in there with me. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't want to be associated with him either. Man, that was embarrassing. Just, yep, certainly know, was. Consider the, consider the contrast. We had Ray today, and yesterday, Val, just nailing seven songs, winning yep. 600 bucks, so triumphant. Yeah, may have been, she may have been one of the greatest contestants of all time. Ray may be the new standard for futility. You know, uh, to be fair, when I was in the One Zero Club, my song was an ACDC song that has like a 40-second walk-up before he starts singing. <laughs> yeah, right. But man, you don't know Journey, boy. I don't think I want him in this club. <laughs> we kid Ray because he's such a great guy. We, he's been a regular on the show here and there. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it and, just goes to show you, though, you can be a guy who's listened to the show for years. You know every song we play, and yet you can't name any of them. You know it when it. You know it when the words come. Yeah. But not. But you don't know the name that. of the song. And uh, and Val, by the way, was one of the most wonderful winners yesterday. So happy. Emailed us several times. She's using the six hundred bucks she won as part of a new refrigerator she needs. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I mean, she, and she, you know, she's had a tough year. So she was delighted with that yesterday. So that was great. Ray, that hey, feels good. Next time around, man. Yeah. Next time around. You know what? Ray is great. Uh, it just makes the show, it just shows you that it's so much easier in the car than it is on the phone. Yeah. But right now, it's time for the Mark and Paul. 
dumbass of the day. So, it was 11 o'clock on Saturday night, and 24-year-old Joshua Gockman. Gockman, get in here. He was driving a BMW. Of course he was. About 100 miles an hour. Of course he was. Joshua's from Nokomis, Florida. Of course he is. He had uh, gotten behind schedule. He was due at the Ritz-Carlton in Sarasota for some business. Of course. His name is Joshua Gockman, and yeah. he drives a BMW at high yeah. rates of speed. He's got business to attend to, dog. Yeah. Oh, he was hauling. You know, sure he was. But of course, you know, 100 miles an hour, we'll get the attention of police. They were forced to pull Joshua over. Mm-hmm. Of course, it wasn't just that Joshua was driving 100 miles an hour. That, Although that, that would be enough. That, that is enough. Uh, it's also that he had driven that speed through a police barricade oh. that they had set up because they were investigating a crash that had happened earlier. All Wait. these sheriff's deputies, wow. six sheriff deputies, had to run and or dive out of the way to avoid Joshua's BMW plowing through. It's like that scene in uh, in the Blues Brothers where yep. they set up all the highway patrol and the Bluesmobile just goes right through them. Yeah, you, You've seen it only in movies. Yep. But well, Joshua made it real life. Yep. So when he was pulled over, they asked Joshua why he was speeding like that through a barricaded crash scene. He told me, you know, got business at the Ritz-Carlton. Of course he does. However, that was a little hard to believe because Joshua was only wearing an undershirt, boxer shorts, and one sock when he was pulled over. Well, he wasn't fully dressed yet. He has a meeting to get to, and he's <laughs> driving while he was in the car. How many yeah. times have you seen people do their makeup or brush their teeth while they're on their way to work? Hope he's not doing it at 100 miles an hour. Well, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, deputies also found cocaine, oh, a rolled-up dollar bill, Uh-oh. and assorted other drug paraphernalia in the car. So he was speeding, and I'm using the bunny quotes here. Yes, indeed. All righty, then. If he did have business at the Ritz-Carlton, <laughs> he was delayed from it. I would think so. So. That's Joshua Gockman. He is your Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. And it was brought to you by Arrowhead Harley Davidson. They sponsored the dumbass. You can check out the best prices and largest selection on pre-owned Harley Davidsons in the Valley at arrowheadharley.com. And now it's time to talk about something that has become controversial. Yeah, it's going to be this. Is it, and this is another example of preemptive editing that is being done by the creators of, of some artwork and a concept that no longer fits into the behavioral patterns of 2021. Yeah. Okay, so last week it was the Dr. Seuss stuff. Now this and two week, weeks ago it was Mr. Potato Head. Right. Yeah. This week it is... Warner Brothers, Space Jam 2, right? Yeah, they're making it. By the way, a movie that nobody really needed to be made is a sequel to Space Jam. Space Jam was pretty awesome. I didn't see the whole thing, but I've seen enough clips of it to say, hey, this is cool. One of the first things they did was they changed the female bunny character in it because they said she was a little bit too sexualized in the first one. So they've changed her outfit and made her look a little bit less curvy and a little bit less female and sexualized, I guess. It's a cartoon, but I understand why they're doing it, to try and make it less objectifying. But the main thing they've, they've decided to cut out is anything involving the skunk, Pepe Le Pew. Hello, young lover, whoever you are. I am Pepe Le Pew. Everyone should have a hobby, don't you think? Man is making love. You may call me streetcar because of my desire for... 
right at that point, she uh, she's able to escape his arms and kick him in the face. That was the pat-pat you heard there. Yeah. But it's, you know, when you look at those characters, you're like, okay, um... Yeah, that doesn't just little, little fly. Little, it's little it's rapey. yeah, yeah. It, and, and it is. Rapey. And the thing is, so I like I'm not a huge advocate of pretending things weren't ever there. You know what I mean? I agree. Um, I, I I'm generally in generally speaking, I'm against statues because at some point you're going to have to tear it down because you'll discover something about the person you built the statue of that isn't appropriate for the day and time. So um, it's tricky. Pepe Le Pew, they're not having him in Space Jam 2, and probably I'm guessing they'll just sort of he'll just sort of drift away. Yeah, which he'll by the way, away. I I support that. I support the idea that anybody that creates uh, a character or art or a product or something that no longer fits in what the times are, then let it go, and that's cool, and that's your decision as somebody to do that. What I don't support is the idea that they will erase the existence of Pepe Le Pew. And I don't know that that's going to be the case, but I'm sure that's what people are thinking because that's what the concept of cancel culture. Right. This isn't that, um, but I'm really bummed out because I think that any censorship, any censorship is an acknowledgement that society has gotten to the point where we can't discern between fiction and, and hate. I'd or, rather, or, you know, hate and hatred and humor. I'd rather it be a situation where a parent, you know, sees Pepe Le Pew while his kid's watching the cartoon and the parent just takes a moment to say, hey, by the way, that's not how you're supposed to treat a, a skunk. Uh, not how yes, you're supposed yes. to treat a female skunk. Uh, you know, not how you treat a woman. You don't go up and grab them and things like that. I'd rather it be dealt with like that than just eliminating the character altogether. Well, and, and again, or, you I, know, or erasing the past of the character is what I mean. I think, I mean, I think that lesson is painfully obvious. If you watch Pepe Le Pew, he never gets the girl. He's a jerk. He thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's got a horrible aroma. Like, like nothing about Pepe Le Pew pays off for him. He loses in the entire concept of it. So the lesson learned there is if you behave like this, you will never get the girl. That's one of the subtle that's lessons. That's the subtle yeah. lesson of yeah. it. And I think that that's, and I think that we've lost the ability because we take everything at face value to look into it and say, Hey, what were they trying to get to with this? Uh, and the reality was there was something more deep to it. And I think ridicule and parody and things like that yeah. are necessary teaching tools. And I think we're, we're erasing that stuff. And it's, it's sad. Once we start erasing one thing, yeah. then it's a very slippery slope. For instance, yeah. okay, here, here's a song everybody knows, right? Okay. You know this song, right? Yeah, certainly, certainly do. Okay. Fun song. We My all love Sharona it. Yeah, we all love it. Sing along. Right. We all love it. It's a great sing-along song. Fun song from the late 70s, early 80s. Do you remember this lyric? No. Never gonna stop. Give it up. Such a dirty mind. I always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. Perfect example. There's a great example of it. Or, you know, she's 16, she's beautiful, and she's mine. I so, mean, there's Christine 16. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so many of these yeah. songs and, and art. And think, what about cherubs? Cherubs are, are semi-clothed right. children. <laughs> And and the statue so got, of David you know, and, yeah. and, and, and Venus de Milo, who's got her breast hanging out, all, is that now going to be something that's objectifying? I think we're really, we, we walk down be a careful. road. A you have different. to be very, very careful before you start just erasing things with, yeah. uh, you know, with Te a dry erase marker. It's our job to make sure that the kids know the difference between fantasy and reality, humor and hatred. And I think that we are, we are in the past three weeks, between Mr. Potato Head, by the way, a preemptive move by the, by the producers, they have every right to do that. Yeah. Um, and and uh, the Pepe Le Pew thing and Dr. Seuss, again, preemptive. These are all preemptive moves by the companies to avoid potential future controversy. They're not cancel culture. They're not the same. Reaction? It's not the same. Complaint? Criticism? <laughs> Questions? That's the it deepest is an, we get. It's an interesting topic.
I used to love Pepe Le Pew. I love, I still love Pepe Le Pew, which is why I own all those old cartoons. I can still enjoy them. And if I ever am lucky enough to have kids, I'll teach them the difference between right and wrong like every parent should. There you go. Uh, yeah, here, you know, and, and just for those people to catch you up, uh, Warner Brothers has decided that they're going to delete Pepe Le Pew from the follow-up uh, Space Jam 2 sequel movie, which is fine. Um, but people are interpreting it as being a sort of a cancel culture thing because Pepe Le Pew is, um, I don't know, dare I say a little rapey? And so, mon chéri, we can do away with the dull preliminaries and make love right away. We can spend the rest of our lives making love. We shall flee to Capri. Yeah. <laughs> Little, little rapey. <laughs> Especially since most of the people he's saying that to, he's just met these women. Yes, yes. These, these female he's animals. Forcing but, himself on them. Yes. And, but, but here's the deal. You know, the lesson learned there is he never got the girl. He never got the girl. And as a kid, when did the term making love become relevant to you? When did it become, when did it make sense to you? Well, I'll, I'll just say this. When I was a kid watching Pepe Le Pew, I thought the goal, I thought his goal was just to grab her and kiss her and make out. I didn't know about all the rest of the stuff. And not only that, but when you were like eight, nine years old, the idea of kissing a girl was repulsive. Right. So you look and, at and, and don't get me wrong, it's great now, but you look at that cartoon, there was nothing about that that said you should do this. Like there was no, yeah. the behavior never worked out. There was no benefit to it. It was it, it all it did was result in his frustration and her anger. And it was just there was it's a cartoon, man. And you know maybe moving forward, like they're they're basically letting Pepe Le Pew fade away into the distance, which makes sense. It's um, fine. You could keep the character, just tone him down a little bit. I think I, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with realizing, hey, that doesn't really play that well anymore. Right. Let's chill out on that. I just don't want it to go away from the past. I, that's what I always. I, that's what I dislike. Like I, I hated when, like the Joe Paterno thing. Right. Taking down the statue, I get that because if the statue's up there, that means you're honoring the guy. Right. And if he's invited, you know, if he didn't do what they say he didn't do, right? Um, then maybe you shouldn't. But don't take away the wins that the college. Like I hate when they we are wiping out the seven hundred and forty-seven career wins. Yeah. That he, I hate when they do that. Like they pretend it didn't happen because you need all that information to put everything in context. At some point, you need to learn, and and that's and that's kind of what these things are. I think it's gotten to the point where you're doing a detriment to society. Sometimes you need to understand where things came from and how they got there. Yeah. And sometimes, like in sports, it's okay to get your ass kicked yep. because it makes you a better rounded person. It doesn't mean that you are worse of a person. And I grew up in a household, guys, and it was Catholic and it was stern. And I was taught to respect women, yep. period. Yep. And if you didn't, you got your ass kicked by your parents. Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. yeah some, well, I, I learned it from watching how my dad treated my mom. You know, that's how I learned how to treat women. Lesson lesson I learned from Pepe Le Pew is he's got no game. You know, <laughs> he had no game, and he could never get any girl. And by the way, I, again, I was eight, nine years old. They haven't made a Pepe Le Pew cartoon since 1962, by the right. way. Yeah, so they, reasons, they stopped yeah. making them six years before I was even born. You know what we're talking about here is actually something, it's crazy, it's an insane word. It's called compromise. No! It's like not going all the way on either side of something. Guys. I know that's insane these days, but... All right, guys, so you guys were mentioning uh, points and getting points taken away. I uh, actually pulled up the stats from the first... 
Space Jam film. Okay. Someone has all the stats for every player in that game. Okay. Pepe Le Pew scored a total of two points. (laughs) Yeah, see, he's not even a good player. He had no rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks. Right, okay. He he scored one shot. Again. The entire game. How is that a a pivotal player in their team? Exactly. It's a managerial decision. He's not even a good player. Yeah. No triple-double. What did I just say? With two words. No game. No game. No game. Exactly. No game. So, So, you know, we don't even need him on our team. He wouldn't even get picked. Yeah. Charles Barkley would get picked first. Ha-ha, kids! That's right. So, all right then. Lesson here. Yeah, it doesn't play so well today, but that doesn't mean we have to wipe it out of the past. No. Because that helps us understand why it doesn't play well today. And parents, teach your kids not no means no. It always has. It always should. So we're close to 9 o'clock. Let's get into the big three at 9 where we give you some of the best sound bites we have found all day that our producer Guido has compiled for us. We haven't gotten a chance to talk about this one yet, but President Biden's dog bit somebody. He's got well. He's got a couple of dogs there at the White House. Yeah, he's got an older, an older female and a younger, a younger male. And uh, the younger male, I think, major, major, major yeah. Biden. Yeah. Um, so he has been, he's been banned from the White House. The dog. Well, they, they, moved, they, they, they brought the dogs back, back to, to Delaware. Delaware. Yeah, because of uh, I guess repeated aggressive behavior from Major Biden. He's a German Shepherd. They are very protective. So if you get anywhere near the president, he's just doing what the Secret Service would do. Only he's doing it. As a dog. So his his press secretary was asked if if the the dog's future included the nuclear op- basically. Everything that's a date the dog's immigration and then governor. Another Obama. dog's question. Okay, go ahead. Follow, just a, a quick clarification <laughs> sure. on the dogs. Okay. Um, can you confirm that it was a Secret Service member who was bitten? And can you also reassure the public that Major Biden will not be euthanized as a result of this? Well, certainly Major Biden is a member of the family, so I can assure you that. Uh, I don't have any more details on the individual. Um, I would encourage you to ask the Secret Service, but I'm not going to have any more indivi- uh, details other than that. Yeah, the, it would um, be weird if Major Biden had to get a presidential pardon. I'm just, uh, <laughs> well, I'm laughing, too, with the notion of, the, you know, they always talk about the optics are bad. Well, the optics would be really lousy to euthanize the rescue dog you just got because <laughs> it made a, you know, had a misstep. You know, you, you know when you rescue a dog you got to train it and everything and maybe there just hasn't been enough time yet and or and so yeah i think euthanizing is is somewhat of an extreme step to take yeah well that but that's that's how <laughs> that's how non-dog people think of things they're like oh forget it kill it kill yeah, it I, okay. I don't think you have to be a dog person that's just com- i mean come on you would think you, you would, would think. common sense mark 2021 yeah. well uh, as as the owner of two german shepherds and a guy that has owned german shepherds for 30 years uh, i will tell you uh, occasionally they are feisty. Uh, they are extremely protective of their person. Yeah. And if, and if, well, depending on whom uh, Major Biden has bonded with, if a Secret Service agent gets anywhere within the proximity of them, that's their job. That's what they do. It's a natural instinct. So uh, you can't get mad at the dog for doing what it does. You should, if that dog wasn't on a lead and they knew that it had aggressive tendencies, I can understand the discomfort. But let's face it, a dog bite is the least damaging thing that could happen to a Secret Service agent yeah. while protecting the President of the United States. I just, uh, I think it should be an American Shepherd, but anyway, it's not important. <laughs> yes, yeah. the German Shepherds are not- notoriously intolerant. I'm not sure it's something in the breed. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> all right, now, you talked about common sense. 
Um, this is really an unbelievable story. It's out of San Francisco where an Uber driver picks up these three girls, three, you know, three young ladies, basically. And I'm not ladies is a yeah. No, I'm thinking it was late at night, maybe because that's when you might have an incident like this. He this, asked, this he asked the middle of the day, middle of the day. That's crazy. Oh, right, perfect. He, he asked one of them sure, to put on the ma- put on a mask. She wasn't wearing a mask. He even get, went and got one at a store. Not nice of him. And these girls just went off on him. Coughing on him. Get out. Out. He's trying to get them out. Yeah. You've seen the video. Yeah. So I, out of my car. Super obnoxious. Out of my car. Obnoxious people. And, uh, you know, the guy, they stole the guy's phone. Yeah. And, you know, so he wasn't able to call police or anything like that. They wouldn't get out of his car. I'm not sure exactly how it ended other than them being banned from Uber. And then Guido said they 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 went on Instagram and yeah. started saying bad started mouth Uber. Lyft. Yeah. They were bad mouthing Uber. They had been banned from that. They said this is why you use Lyft, and Lyft heard about it and then preemptively banned them. <laughs> There's cancel their culture service. done right, is what that yeah. is. That is exactly yeah. what that's that exactly is, yeah. that's the nuclear option and employed properly. You know, I'm surprised it wasn't late because I, I you know we used to do a lot of ride shares before the pandemic, and we right. will again, I'm sure. But right. most of them will tell you it's only like after midnight where you run into stuff like that and. A lot of these guys and women stopped doing it before that hour. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think the idea of Uber and Lyft, although uh, I think it's convenient and I think it's awesome and I think it's nice that people want to invite people into their private vehicle for a business purpose, and I would never deny anybody the opportunity to make money on the side, but it is the most thankless thing in the world. I can't imagine what it's like to have people come into your car, some of which aren't even paid for yet. You know, you're trying to... You might be doing Uber to pay the car payment, make the car payment yeah. right now, and they come in and they vomit and they treat your car like it's a like it's a bathroom in a mall, and it's just I mean it's just people are rude. Yeah, but you're I, making your own schedule. Yeah, not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> Screw that. No, I I, mean, and, uh, listen, I've, I've talked to a lot of them. Some of them love it, and there's a lot to love about it if you like meeting people. But in sure. situations like this, yeah, no, that just that, <laughs> that's a great example yeah. of, of why. Oh, has got no respect. And how about this one? This is uh, more Meghan Markle, Harry, Oprah. The fallout. Oh, okay. Um, this is the Brit. Is it's one of the British networks. It's yeah. ITV is what it's called. It's a. Uh, it's their. It's basically their version of the Today Show. Good Morning it, Britain. Yeah, Good Morning Britain. It's got multiple uh, people on it. You know, a couple of females, a couple of males. One guy happens to be biracial, uh, and so he and Piers Morgan, who is a panelist, yep. um, got into it for about fifteen minutes over Piers Morgan and his opinion of Meghan Markle, and it devol- devolved to a point where every coward that gets called on his BS responds in the same way that Piers Morgan did. So I think that we need to all take a step back. Mm. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this program. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay. I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, but not my no, own. No, no, no. See I'm, you later. I'm being... Si- Sorry. Can't this do this. This is absolutely <laughs> diabolical behavior. Yeah, so he, he got his two cents in. He, he trashes Meghan Markle, and then when somebody calls him on it, because he's obsessed with her, because basically, I guess they had an interview years ago, and she basically did the, you know, talk to the hand and cut him off mm-hmm. and put him in his place because he's rude, and so he's had an agenda where he's been bad-mouthing her forever, and this guy's like, you know what, I've had enough of you, and what did he do? Every time a bully gets called, they run away. I always found Piers Morgan highly unlikable. He's very unlikable. I never watched him a lot, but he's just... And what happened? Hate him. He's just not likable. What happens when a bully gets called on it? They take their ball and they run away. 
And that's what happened there. That's the big he's three fired. nine. He's yeah. been fired, yeah. although they've allowed him to have the dignity of saying he's left the show, but he was fired. So there's the big three at nine. We'll roll it out again for you tomorrow right around nine o'clock here at KSLX. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud, huh? 100.7 KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic Pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to.